Okay, welcome to the next episode of Supply Chain Next, and I am super excited to have uh, Dr. Mudassir Ahmed on the phone. Hey, uh, Dr. Ahmed, how you doing? I'm absolutely fine. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And and, oh. and, and always fun to point out, uh, here I am, uh, you know, in San Francisco, and you are in Abu Dhabi? Um, UAE, close Dubai. Oh, Dubai. Sorry, sorry, sorry Dubai. Uh, I was yeah. tell you, but Dubai, yeah, not too far away. Uh, and, and, you know, again, just always amazed at the ability for us to have conversations at a global level uh, with the clarity uh, you know that we have but then just the reach right how small the world has become so fascinating there so first of all thanks for just taking the time and jumping in today uh, you know this is our even though we've been aware of each other in LinkedIn or in the supply chain circles uh, this is actually our first conversation yeah. you have tried a few times right we just did not connect so I think finally I'm very happy to have this conversation Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Well, let me, let me go ahead and in, in, in this episode, really, you know, focusing on, on, on you, uh, SCM Dojo, uh, you know, by background and, you know, all the things that you've been doing in sort of the thought leadership and supply chain space, but would love to sort of begin with sort of an opening around kind of your journey, you know, um, if you, if you don't mind just spending a few minutes and kind of reflecting on, you know, what, what got you into supply chain? I know you recently uh, finished your PhD around 2015, um, so not too long ago, and then recently um, uh, moved to uh, Dubai not too long ago. And I, if I get reading correctly back, I think you were in London around there, but I would love to hear your story, kind of how, how you got to where you are today. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Thank you. So, so uh, let's start slightly back, not too far back. I wouldn't start from my you know, primary school. That would be too boring. So I think I left home after my engineering. Home means uh, home in Pakistan. Then uh, you know I had a you know scholarship to Sweden, Gothenburg. So going from a uh, you know forty degrees Celsius to minus twenty. So a lot of temperature difference. It was very strange. So did my master's in management production, got distinction, got scholarship to work with Volvo Cars on my thesis. And then I've got the further scholarship to to Lancaster University Management School to do PhD. Uh, I think I was a PhD topic with, to start was the Six Sigma uh, research, but then soon it will change to more supply chain oriented topic, uh, supply development. So uh, it was full-time scholarship. And then meanwhile, the PhD pace was a bit slow and uh, you know, I started working part-time for a company and, and then they said to me, okay, it was Eaton at that time, American American corporate, uh, you know, why don't you work for uh, full-time with us and then we'll, we'll fund your PhD. I said, okay, music to my ears for a graduate. So uh, they fund my PhD. So gone from full-time to part-time. Uh, I was in a leadership pathway for Eaton. So from 2005 until 2017, before I moved to Dubai, actually in 2018, I just worked with them in multiple positions in supply chain, manufacturing, and mostly in you know all operations. Uh, worked literally from a shop floor, expediting parts to a demand planner, to a materials manager, manufacturing manager, and my last position was a global, you know, global head of the supply chain for a half a billion dollar business. Uh, and then I finished my PhD 2015. Uh, mostly, it, it was action research, which not many people do. So most people do, you know, case studies or you know, the the other qualitative uh, uh, research methods. So I, I choose action research, which is slightly different from, uh, let's call it consultancy. So you have to generate theory while you are actually creating, solving a problem. Um, and then what happened was I, I was I had too much content, but I was too much too lazy to write research papers because it's difficult to write. It takes too much time. And uh, then I started doing blogging, really. I mean, started with my name, Mudasrism, 
and uh, I just start posting on LinkedIn, which was essentially a small chunks of my thesis because that was the most original content I could grab hold of. And because my research was very practical oriented, which is around how to reactively or strategically develop suppliers, I start getting a lot of uh, traction and then start basically sharing knowledge. And that's my aim to uh, have been. And that's the vision of the SM Dojo as well, you know, uh, supply chain knowledge and solutions for everyone. And that's, I, you know, I truly believe about this. The, the, I'm very generous about it. The more I do it, the better it gets. So that's, uh, that's the, that's the long and short of it. Well, that's, I mean, well, <laughs> so, so many times we, when we're telling our life story, uh, you know, we make it sound like, oh, you know, we just kind of did this and jumped to this and jumped to this. Let me just say, it's a fascinating story, right? So, so without any, any, you know, trying to highlight or jumping into it, but to go from, as you said, from Pakistan to a Scandinavian Sweden, you know, country, and then to kind of fall into supply chain, I think, you know, you bounced around Europe a little bit and then end up yeah. in Dubai. Yeah. And then, you know, you casually kind of go through this, like you launched and got a PhD in supply chain and then then provided, started to provide thought leadership. And your brand has grown into and become one of the top, I would consider now, supply chain thought leaders in the space, which is fascinating. <clears throat> and, and we can go into that, but that's not trivial. Right, uh, Mudasir. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate. <laughs> you, you know, it really, it really is a fact. I mean, it's 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 a testament to both yourself. Uh, it's a testament also to the the timing of the space because you know if you wanted to come out and be a thought leader in supply chain 15 years ago, I don't think anybody would have cared. Yeah, correct. Actually, right. Yeah. Um, but your timing is, you know, so there's a reason you're here. <laughs> There's a reason yeah. you have, you are creating this stuff. So so I truly believe that. So that's that's unbelievable. So let, let me go back and ask a couple of questions, kind of on that journey. So, in, in coming out of Pakistan, you know, in 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 school, and then moving into sort of you know, getting into a PhD, you go over that pretty quick. Did you always want to get into supply chain, or how did you kind of fall into uh, it? That is a, a very good question, right? It sounds a simple question, but let yeah. me tell you why I'm presenting a very good question. And I think because of the blogging and, 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 and my, you know, speak, I get invited to a lot of conferences now. You know, I mean, it's very unfortunate that this uh, Corona kicks, uh, kicks in because, you know, I have traveled so far around 38 countries, mostly for work reason. I'm not really the holiday person uh, because if I have a holiday, I go to Pakistan, see my parents. Uh, right. But the point is, is I travel, I travel, I like traveling, I'm tra traveling for business. And I was supposed to go to uh, Kenya, South Africa, Azerbaijan and Colombia in the past four months. Every month I had the conference, right? And I couldn't do any of that. So I'm a bit gutted because my target is to do 50 countries by, by as soon as I could. The point I'm making is this. Everybody asked me this, okay, uh, uh, supply chain is a carrier, or good or bad. And this question is only starting to you know, raise right now. How do you, mm -hmm. how you end up in supply chain? It's unlike, you know, when you're growing up in subcontinent or even you know, I live in UK 12 years, the same thing. You go to school, you go to college, you go to traditional universities, do your management, do your engineering or, you know, or some funky art stuff. Nobody really talks about supply chain while you're growing up. One of the reasons I'm doing the videos especially, and I'm really, if you see my content, they are not really focused on sea level. And mm -hmm. I sometimes get criticism on that part, okay, uh, especially from some big brands that uh, they, they see my traction, they see, you know, how much engagement I get. 
but they when they tried to come and and talk to me and I said mate I'm not going to sell anything to your CEO CFO supply those not my people my mm-hmm. my people are generally if you if I tell you the demography is age between 22 to 35 that's my mm-hmm. 60% of the people and they are those graduates who either just finished their degrees or looking for a contract so what i've seen in working industries in uk and most countries that people end up in a job they somehow end up in supply chain and then they like it and then they think we got to what we got to go and do next then they do cpx asc cpx you know sips and apex etc what i'm trying to promote and actually that will be the this is exactly the strategy asc induja will be after right to generate a courses which are graduate level courses bachelor level courses in fact certification which going to get people early on you know why there is no internships for supply chain if you have internships for engineering or electronics or business why there is no internship for supply chain so these are the the less call it uh, gaps we have right now mm-hmm. uh, which i'm going to i'm going to definitely close so yes so answering your question no i happen to like uh, uh, i did my engineering uh, then after first year of my engineering job i just say like i did a wrong degree I, hmm. I just I'm not an engineer, right? right. But uh, engineering always helps me because it gives you this analytical mindset of understanding problem very you know clearly or analytically, and you break it down into the 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 segments, and and then you can process it better because that's what engineering does to you because you study forty plus courses. But that's not uh, was my career choice. So next best best thing was management or MBA and stuff, which I I did not have enough money to do it. So. Yep. the only option i have is to go to sweden and do masters in management production this is where i learn oh yeah man i like this i like production management i like industrial engineering i like supply chain logistics procurement and i i absolutely loved it and you can see when i talk or when i write i mean i sleep 5 hours 5 and a half hours and only passion keeps me awake to write a blog or to do a video you cannot do it unless you like it That's right. Oh, that's amazing. Well, and again, there's some really interesting pieces to this journey that's a parallel to kind of what's going on out in the industry. So, first and foremost, you know, you've come through and become not not only a, you know, a very well educated, you know, through, you know, attaining a PhD uh in supply chain um practitioner, but then you've also kind of leapfrogged <clears throat> by taking the existing set of knowledge that's in supply chain and begin to wrap it up for the next generation of supply chain practitioners and i think it's you know it, what i want to point out here is that you, the demographic that you're seeing in your education is really the 20 something to 30 something so it's the new entrance into supply chain that's mm-hmm. fascinating right that that that, yeah. that that is something to point out because there's an entire not only is supply chain you know step back for a second from from my perspective not only is supply chain kind of the having a resurgence of in enthusiasm or i should say a new found enthusiasm for supply chain which has been around forever but supply chain has always been kind of in the back closet of most organizations even though it's the largest portion of an enterprise if they have a supply chain team first of all they're a big company second of all um that supply chain team is probably managing close to 60 70 sometimes 80% of all the cost of a company 40 50 60 whatever cost of a company it's the business within a business but it has the least mm-hmm. amount of respect until mm-hmm. now i think you are absolutely right the least amount of let's call it respect but i do teach supply chain strategy in universities part time as well Yep. and one thing i should do thing i say to to everybody right now uh, you can only do so much innovation with product mm-hmm. right you can do only so much innovation with business model so 
the only way to get more competitive advantage quickly is to supply chain mm. right there, there is the quickest way and the best way to gain competitive advantage to do it better to is to do it faster right to basically achieve the customer service excellence to beat your competition and the classic examples of that is your your amazons you know your apples they are, they, they are product innovation company but more so they are a very very good supply supply chain companies right so so this is the time where you should look into it secondly the the uh, people are focused on business model but not so much focus on the supply chain strategic design right? right once they start looking at supply chain strategic design they will realize how archaic is their current business model are right right i mean and again you would not realize how archaic your current business model are because you think you have been successful and then people cry about okay now the you know x amount of companies coming from china or wherever and they are overtaking the reason they are overtaking not because they are competing on cost that's a wrong perception 9 out of 10 times they are overtaking because they have a better business model and they have a better supply chain design and i can prove with many examples in fact okay so <laughs> now you got my brain really going because what you just said to me is and if you haven't authored this then it should be authored that the what we what we called in an article the decade of the supply chain right 2020 through 2030 you know the big, you know we have uh, and I'm sure you're in the same space the digitization of the enterprise global enterprise supply chains right is the biggest thing to move online you know since the invention of the internet right all the economic activity all the different things that are out there but what you said is from a strategic core strategic advantage for enterprises and let's be specific if in it you know to have a supply chain organization you have to be a large company right small to mid sized companies don't have supply chain teams right mm-hmm. they have people that buy stuff or whatever so for by by default if you have a supply chain organization you are a large enterprise and what you just said is to me feels like an entire white paper on competitive advantage or or com- competitive strategy can be f- if focused on the supply chain for enterprises over the next few years is where mm-hmm. you're going to get the best source of differentiation, cost cutting, and eventually that is also because you're building from within going to ultimately potentially change your thinking in product, sales, marketing, HR, even operations whereas historically you just said this and flew over it as an enterprise focusing on product differentiation today like you you're if you're an enterprise you're already established, you've got a core business, right? Like going after product there's not that there's diminishing returns but it's really hard you focused on sales and marketing you focused on operations you focused on hr but you haven't focused on supply chain and that's the key to unlocking the enterprises that are going to succeed over the next decade are the ones that do focus on supply chain i think there's a paper there that just seems like if you haven't written it that that's fascinating insights yeah yeah i think we can write it together there i think they def, def, definitely that's the point because just to just to close this uh, discussion i mean this topic actually so product differentiation is segmentation is there most people who makes products they know even the service people they know right this customer segmentation they are playing with it's is clearly there okay so pr- they know they, they are into innovative product or functional products or they work on a high end customer or low end customer whatever abc classification okay then the game to play right now here is is the lead time segmentation mm-hmm. right and lead time segmentation only happen when you look into your supply chain design strategically right okay and the fourth one which i am pushing the agenda and there i, I can tell you that there is no white paper or even a such paper for it 
is the supplier segmentation because I'm coming from a you know hardcore background. That's my PhD topics. You know, supply mm-hmm. development was strategic and reactive, and the companies who are in fact strategically focus on developing their supplier and be it as you touch the base on on the supply chain digital transformation, for example. I'm going to make this topic slightly complex, but if you really want to go towards that journey, right, digitalize your supply chain and most of your economic activities, you can, can you do it? The question is, can you do it with your existing supply base? The answer is probably no, right? Then what you have to do to get them to that level, you have to focus on your supply development activities and think about strategically how you want to develop your supply. You can't just do the old school way. I'm going to beat you like hell until you're down and you, you, you know, you, you say, yes, that's, that's gone. You have to strategically develop suppliers to give you competitive advantage to do it better and faster and quicker. You, because there's only so much uh, of internal activities. Most big businesses have most of the, the key core, core, core competencies in house, but everything, everything else is outsourced. So the point I'm making is this to summarize your yeah, product study segmentation is clear. Most companies know it. So as customer focus on the lead time segmentation and supply segmentation into, in terms of who are your strategy suppliers you want to develop and who are your maintained suppliers or maybe exit suppliers. Mm-hmm. And that will make a lot of sense. Yeah. And, and, and well, what you say all makes sense and kind of coming back to the suppliers, but coming back to the supply chain, let me, let, let me swing back. So, you know, and again, to sort of close out this one, because this is, I think at a global sense, you know, what we're all in agreement is, is that there's a, like, you know, in, in, in Deloitte or, you know, depending who you want to go on the research, and I don't know who you pay attention to, but, you know, you've got your usual suspects like McKinsey and Deloitte and mm-hmm. Rice Waterhouse kind of authoring stuff. I, I personally find Deloitte to be pretty, pretty much, you know, thinking along the, the, the right lines. McKinsey is a close second. Uh, and then everybody else kind of falls off in the thought leadership space. But where I'm headed is that, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, supply chain or industry 4.0 or whatever you want to call it, but we are clearly at a true, and this word is not used inappropriately, transformative period for supply chains. They are undergoing a metamorphosis into becoming technologically driven innovation in a source of um, not just uh, cost right and operations but a source as you put it earlier of competitive advantage in this new era of connected commerce right and that 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 people waking up to that like yourself you're already at the forefront of that you know are realizing that there's an entire new era of supply chain that you can get involved in and you know you will transform the world not only <clears throat> the enterprises that you work for but it's going to have a direct impact on things like certain you know sustainability right how we treat the aggregate supply chain and how we manage it is going to have a direct impact on natural resource consumption, right? So even connecting those dots is sort of a new thing. We're sort of in this, you know, very uh, tumultuous period. And I want to kind of come back to your experiences with SCM Dojo because as an emerging and now not just emerging, you are a thought leader in the space. I want to ask specifically, like, how has, because SEM Dojo just launched, you know, as sort of a, 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 an education nexus platform, right? And you want to kind of mm-hmm. collaborate, you want people to learn, um, you know, uh, um, you want to share your insights into supply chain. But what have you learned in just observing the growth of that platform over the last three, four, five years that's a parallel to what's going on in the industry? Right. Because I think you are a microcosm of A, the new enthusiasm of people coming into supply chain, B, 
the uh, dearth or lack of kind of who are the go-to you know, thought leaders in thinking about this new era of supply chain? You become one of them because you had to fill that void, right? And so what have you learned in just kind of the growth of your own platform? I mean, I, I think it's got some interesting parallels to what's going on in, in, in the overall uh, supply chain world. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, let's do not, let me, I'm going to add a question here because one yeah. skill I had to learn here, because you're a marketing gurus and I, I know I'm you know, almost don't, one-tenth of what you know. I had to learn uh, SEO and WordPress and digital marketing, you know, the sure. basics of that newsletter. Because uh, being a supply chain people, I think we are doing a pretty, and I'm generalizing, not specific, and I am one of them, uh, haven't done a very good job in promoting the, the, the profession. So let totally me do great. a parallel, yeah, let me do a parallel of that with the digital marketing folks, right? You can say they're supposed, but they're supposed to know that anyway, but the thing about, the amount of blogs and the let's call it thought leaders you have in the digital marketing space, your Neil Patel's, you know, your, your pro bloggers, you know, your Jeff Bullis, you name it, HubSpot, there are you know, plenty, you can write, I write 50 people. Can yep. you even do 10 people in supply chain space who's writing a cracking content on supply chain? No, <laughs> you, you go for this, you, you just mentioned three people, you know, three, 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 uh, top five consultant of the, you know, Deloitte's McKinsey and all that. And believe me, you wouldn't believe me when I say that I read none of them actually. Yep. Right? I just recently read an article from McKinsey. It was that they have actually rubbishes blockchain saying we're wasting time on that. Also, and the guess what? Now people are going to believe blockchain is rubbish? Not really, because yep. maybe it's not their focus area. I don't know what the agenda is, right? But the, right. the, the point I'm making is, so the content is, is limited out there for people to know. Okay. Or good enough. The same with... Uh, if you pick about uh, you know other business function, right? There's a blogs on finances. Quite, quite there's a lot of finances because people are focused on their in personal finances, and their people are focused on the company finances. But why not in supply chain? And I think there's a big gap in manufacturing, and that's something mm -hmm. I'm thinking as well. The manufacturing itself, it's a huge industry. There's a huge knowledge bank. Is a, a huge amount of best practices available. I don't think there's enough good content about manufacturing available in general. But anyway, by the by, the same issue with the same issue with the supply chain. The supply chain content was basically hovering around two organizations. It was one was hovering around SIPs in procurement, which is UK based, and Apex in USA, right? And and what both of them has done is they are basically teaching twenty years old archaic content, mm -hmm. the usual, you know, buy, make, sell, procure, you know, distribute, yep. right? And they got this uh, certification going on. They're going to charge a humongous amount of money because they have an industrial, industrial, let's call it credibility and certificate have worth. Correct. They have done the hard work to get there uh, with all due respects to all that. And, but they are pushing that certification. You pay me $1,700 for the books and then you know another $1,200 for the exam. Mm -hmm. What it has done is you have taken out 98% of the population who could be interested in supply chain by right. making it super expensive. Right. Right. So the content, what, because even if you want to access to the Apexes or SIPs content, you have to be their member. To be to be their member, you have to pay. Right. So the knowledge is there. The good knowledge is there, but it's not accessible. Right. So and it's it's a it's a real shame actually. Right. It's a real shame because for me, the basic good knowledge should be available for free to the masses. So if I mm -hmm. want to know, you know, best practice, you know, top strategies for reducing my inventory, they should be a nice blog available to do so right? right but there was none there was a there was a written one right so if you google 
best strategies to reduce inventory, you will find my blog saying 18 inventory reduction strategy. Similarly, mm -hmm. if you're going for, so then what happened is, so I start putting it out, people find it useful, and uh, then people ask me questions. So I get questions like, oh, I'm going for an interview, you've been, you know, you're in the space, you write it, what question, what do you think they will be asking me? Okay, because I've done tons of interviews, being a manager, I've gone for a few as well. So I know there's a typical trend of all, all those questions. So if you're going for a supply chain one, there's a bunch of questions you want to ask that they know about basics of planning, MRP, demand forecasting, scheduling, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And the, the, and the people related questions. Same with procurement, they want to know category management, how much cost of production, you, you know, cost reduction projects you have done, blah, blah, blah. Then I just, what I did was, I just wrote a blog. So if you interview Google right now, uh, you know, uh, best sub, or, sub, or just Google supply chain interview questions, I'm pretty sure that uh, my blog would come in top three, if not, if not one. So people ask me questions. Comes in top, uh, top two. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank, thank you very much. So uh, I, I write the blog to answer it. One of the most frequently asked question was, I'm just recently graduated or about to graduate. I'm looking for a research topic. So if now you research mm -hmm. supply chain management research topics, my blog should come for number one. I recently written three, four, four months ago. So most of the questions I'm trying to write on my on my blog, which is you cannot find Google, you, even you cannot find on Google. So I end up writing it, and thanks to my, you know, I just learned SEO and digital marketing myself. I just put it out there, and it's people people learn. So that is the current state. But let me tell you where I'm going. But mm -hmm. that's uh, I want to take the opportunity to to do that. I'm going, and uh, the model of learning model I explained about Apex and, and SIPs. But again, a lot of respect for what they have done. Not not going to take any 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 work out of them. Um, the, even the, there's a lot of masters programs. So I have a blogs on you know 27 master program in USA, 23 in Europe, six in UK. I've got all that. So when I studied those master program, I almost did a matrix. Believe me or not, and I, and I thought, how many courses? What is the commonality and differentiation in those courses? Mm -hmm. And even after studying, guess let me tell you how many about. 42 plus master's program, I only come up with 58 different courses. Only across 58. 42 different programs? 42 different markers, ma yeah, master's program across UK, Europe, and USA. 58 different courses. Okay, so if I tell you that stats, stats. so what's your first, first impression of that? Stats? Well, the first impression uh, I get out of that is uh, there is uniformed uh, I'll call it, I don't want to say siloed, but it, it's, it's the lack of diversity in thought across the different programs. I would expect there to be at least one to two unique programs per, or courses per program. And the mm -hmm. fact that 58 is out of 42, that just tells me it's the same education to all those people, very monolithic thinking. There's not a lot of innovation in there. Absolutely. Your, your synopsis is absolutely correct. Let me tell you two more stats to this. The average cost of that master program is is anything. Average cost is eighteen thousand yeah. dollars, right? Per year, that's per year, right? So very common, eighteen thousand dollars. And the third, which I cannot explain without showing the details, bar one or two schools like the leading, like Cardiff, your MITs, and all that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Bar them, most of them are not even touching on technology, right? Not even touching, right? And and they have got some simulation courses. And and given just loop it back to the, what you said, a decade of transportation, you know, transformation through technology. But my question is, so who's teaching that? Who is driving? If the, if you're leading business schools, your you know uh, Apex or SIPS, you just you go and pick Google right now and check what they are teaching in CPA 
SPIM or CSCP? Are they are they right. teaching what we just talked about the digital transformation? The answer is no, right? Same with the SIPS people. You know, they they keep writing about AI in procurement, but what key skills you need to become uh, or uh, or a user, in fact, for AI for procurement? What key skills you need, right? So that gives me it's like okay, tell me there's a gap in place, and and I, I think there's a good way to close this. So I am going to, even though I've gone through the all best possible education system, and I think it's archaic. And the education system will, will change. It, and COVID has proven it is changing. Because kids in primary school, you know, they're sitting on their laptop and they're using Google's and Teams. They are actually more advanced than half of the people in my in my <laughs> workforce, right? right. Uh, so the point I'm so what will happen is this: that the push push model of teaching will obsolete. We will mm -hmm. move to from a push learning model to a pull learning model. So let me explain what I mean. So I am right now a, a procurement guy, category manager, or I am, for example, a supply chain manager. Now I, I want to know about digital, for example, transportation or digitalization supply chain. What should I do? Then I'm mm -hmm. going to find, I need to do, so SCM Dujo, what SCM Dujo will do is, we are creating a lot of self-assessment. So if you go right now to SCM Dujo and do a self-assessment on Matisse management competencies or warehouse, uh, uh, warehousing competencies, or SNOP, it will give you after self-assessment, it will give you a score. So you, so you, what you will know is you get the score. It will tell you the certain categories of the, for example, materials management competencies, like, you know, demand planning, you know, about forecasting, you know, about supply planning, but you have low scores on supply chain risk, for example, and you have a low risk on ethics of uh, supply chain, for example, then SMDUJO will be giving you or recommending you a content to read. Right. So that for me is a full learning system rather than sitting in a class, reading or giving a test, which you already know through your experience, through your previous education, no point wasting that. Right. So identify the gap, close the gap with by a reading material. We will be making a lot of courses, a lot of guides which people can use. And it will not be $1,200 or $1,500. It will be super affordable, which anybody can do in India, Philippines, USA, Australia, wherever. So this is the strategy of SCM Dujo in the next five years? Well, I, so for, for, first of all, I, I knew we were going to get along just because, you know, you kind of pick these things out, but you literally segued into answering the question that was teed up in my head. So I don't know if you're psychic or not, but uh, let, me, let, me, let me go back to what you just went through because I was, I was literally going to ask this question. So to rephrase and kind of go back a little bit over what you just did and kind of, you know, summarize, but, um, you know, you've come through as a recent PhD graduate, right? What is the, in essence, um, you know, I'm talking about 42 different programs, 50 to date different courses, right? You've lived what the current state of education is for supply chain, and it is predicated on books like, you know, the, the you know, Lean, uh, the Toyota Way, right? Or Six Sigma or the Goal by Eli, you know, Goldrat or whatever back in the day, right? The principles that haven't changed since supply chain became a term 50 years ago or 60 years ago. And we're in this, you know, era of transformation where it is being kind of like a phoenix coming out of the ashes. It's not that supply chain's, you know, been destroyed, but it is absolutely going through this pretty massive transformation. And even as again, evidenced by your own personal journey, you came out of that education system and felt compelled both just by your very nature, but then, you know, who you are that you needed to sort of begin to put out 
thinking around supply chain that is advanced, that's you know taking into effect, you know, not something circa 1970, but where we are today in 2020. And so you started publishing content and that was gave rise to, you know, SCM Dojo. And all of a sudden you find this big following of people who are equally not not dissatisfied, but not not enamored with the current education because it's not as modern, right? Which is also kind of interestingly enough, a metaphor for the whole industry, right? The education is a metaphor for a little bit of the archaic thinking and supply chain. It needs, the education needs to modernize. So all of this kind of winds me back to, you know, what are the differences? What's different now in how you're packaging up or thinking about packaging up, you know, the, what people need to learn when they're coming into supply chain in the 2030 something versus what you went through, right? Because that's exactly what you're doing. You're basically saying, I went through the education and I'm not repackaging what I learned. I have to make it modern for people. What are those modern things? What is it that you're seeing that, you know, again, having gone through it recently, you're the one going back and saying, well, gosh, I wish someone told me when I was doing my undergraduate or graduate, these things, that's what's inspiring you to write what you write. What are you, what are you, what do you, what, how are you seeing the curriculum change? What's different now about what you're packaging up than what it is that you experienced. And that then actually, uh, tra- uh, that transcends into what all education should be doing from, you know, Yossi Sheffi at MIT, who's pretty forward thinking, um, but he's rare in the industry, right, compared to all the other programs that are out there. So what what are those things, tangible things that you see is different now in the current teaching? Like, you know, and again, one last example here, would be like, you know, if I was taught marketing back in, in the 1950s versus marketing today, it's, com- you know, there's so much more you have to think about with technology and reach and devices and, you know, that you had to change the marketing um, education. The fundamentals are still the same, but what you need to know is different, right? So what is that difference today with supply chain that you're creating in your educational content that's lacking in the existing educational content? Okay. Again, another good question. I'll probably have the answer ready for that. So uh, if I have to draw a Venn diagram, of, and, and, and explain your question. I would have three different circles, right? One is the, the let's call it a technical knowledge of supply chain, which mm-hmm. you're usual about, you should know anything about, but is management. I mean, it surprises me, you know, people, even the supply chain graduates, I mean, I feel sorry who, who come for our interview with me and not a supply chain graduate. And I ask a simple, very basic question. You're coming for a supply chain planning job, explain me the logic of MRP. And guess what? They can't explain me a nine out of 10 times, mm-hmm. even the people in this, because uh, either it's established in 1956, they don't use it when they're studying. By the time they end up using it in the industry, uh, nobody explain them the logic. But to become a very good planner, you at least need to understand the basic logic, logic of MRP, right? So I'm using the MRP example because it's one of the technical topics in supply chain, right? right. And, and the same with the, what are the seven stages of, of, you know, strategic sourcing. So there is a technical curriculum which has been established over the last 20 years, which is useful and still used, right? So that is for me is a hygiene factor. You should know this, right? But you should not spend 18,000 to learn. That should right. be done in $1,800 right. or not done in over the two years time. It should be done in three months time or six months time maximum, right? So you have to squeeze out the number of hours and reduce the cost to become uh, industry standards, right? 
<laughs> I was having an argument with those famous DDRP guys, you know, Carol and 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 those guys on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. right? And they they trying to really smash on my face, saying, "Oh, DDRP is the most innovative thing after born after whoever." And I'm saying, guys, you've just taken the four different philosophies, pack it into something new, and telling is new. And if it is that good, why nobody's using it? And if it is right. that good, why it's not industry standard? Right. Something that good should be industry standard by now. It's not because they made it so expensive. I'm just giving an example. I'm sure DDM MRP works in some cases. Yeah. Okay, so the one part is the technical uh, and the hygiene factor, which I think is granted. The second part is the people call it soft skills. The more mm-hmm. modern people call it emotional intelligence. You understand what I'm trying to say. That skills needs to be taught, right? So I am. I'm generally the most people supply chain are, are operations slash engineering background. They are not the most outgoing people <laughs> wants to put their force in the camera. Uh, they don't want to do it. You know, it's not, it doesn't mean that I'm an extrovert, but okay, I'm, I'm not camera shy or speaking shy. Uh, yeah, I'm an extrovert, but that's fine. But it's nothing to do with that. It's actually down to the, the capability of knowing because I know most engineers once they get Anything in their head, they are very good in executing stuff, right? So what I'm trying to say is, we almost have to give a basic principles of the soft skills, guys. Okay, if you know good idea, you need to learn to speak. If you have a good idea, you need to ask what are the basic leadership principles, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you know how to solve problems. The basic skills of emotional intelligence, you know, that you know you have to think, you know. Uh, about people, you have to think beyond the movement. You know, you cannot get all because if you're stuck with numbers all the time, you're not going to see the soft sides of the negotiation. Right. Because you know those are sort of aspects. So that needs to be taught as a part of curriculum. Again, surprise, surprise. If you pick the 48 programs and 58 courses, only one or two are discussing that part of the of the skill. But mm-hmm. imagine anybody who works with procurement, who has worked in procurement, ask that person, and that person will say. I am 90% soft skills, 10% technical. That person right. will say that I'm 100% sure about this, right? And it's because once you are in any business relationship, be it marketing, be it customer facing, be it supply facing, then it's all about managing people. Then it's all about business relationship. And that is not down to God's given capability. That is something you need to learn, right? So that's my second, second, second circle. The third circle, which is the most important circle is the technology part, right? So I should be, if I expect, ask anybody right now, what is the difference between AI, machine learning, and then, uh, for example, the blockchain, 3D printing, um, gaming in, in supply chain, for example, and how many people can explain me? How many people actually can explain me what is the difference between AI and machine learning? Simple answer is, I mean, machine learning is, is, is basically is a, is, a, is a grandmother of, of, the, of, the, of the Python. That means a self-told algorithm, you need that to design your AI software. People are using this word AI willy-nilly without actually knowing what AI actually does, right? Any AI software or any software which has a machine learning capability built in is useless if you're not putting the data into that. The data needs to go through so the software to learn and do it better next time, for example, right? Yeah. So the technology part, okay, cloud computing is, should be for me is a must. You should know all the basis of cloud cloud computing. You should know what is what is required to have a good cloud structure. You know what is the infrastructure for the cloud you know, cloud supply chain, for example. You know all your communication tools. So again, coming to my 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 thought leadership and writing, I've written a blog nine or eight C's of uh, digital supply chain. So mm-hmm. that is almost the 
basics of if you're thinking about digitalization that what are the eight c's it has to be connected cognitive community all those sort of stuff right so mm -hmm. the blog is out there anyway so to so these kind of topics need to be taught as well so basic supply chain core knowledge people soft skills and the third circle would be overlap but will be the technology top i don't mind people start learning python actually that's i think the right thing to do right now for example the the microsoft tools or any bi tools i don't want to yeah. brand and promote any other brand because there's a lot of good uh, good bi tools available in the market we should be a part of the basic curriculum because as a as a as a as an entrant in supply chain your best possible opportunity to get a job is being an analyst that's yeah. the best possible opportunity so why are we not teaching in the curriculum only god knows so again, so fascinating, so well articulated, you know, three main points in there, kind of core knowledge, right? Um, and, and by the way, soft skills, um, a term that you're being popularized right now is the storytelling, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it's, the better one, actually, yeah. Yeah, in a way that kind of encompasses all of the attributes associated with good communications is being a good storyteller. And I think what's fascinating is, what, and then of course, technology, which as a technologist, I'm, I'm <laughs> a big fan of that. Uh, and, but it's true, right? I mean, it's, 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 and what I find interesting about it and hearing you kind of articulate this so, so well is that, you know, imagine going in and trying to get a sales job or a marketing job or arguably becoming a finance executive. If you didn't have that storytelling skill set or that technology acumen, you wouldn't succeed. You wouldn't become, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't grow in that position. You wouldn't elevate. It's fundamental. Like you, you look at someone and be like, hey, I want to get into marketing, but you know, I'm not really good at storytelling. You know, people be like, oh my God, or I don't have emotional intelligence. Like, how do you imagine to go in that? They, they, they look at you crazy. But with supply chain, you know, just like you said, People look at you like, oh, to get into supply chain, I just need to know, you know, I just need to go read the book, you know, the Toyota way, right? Or uh, the goal and I, I'll get supply chain. No, 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 right? We need to make it synonymous with what you're describing is like, look at supply chain, like, oh, you don't know how to do storytelling or, you know, I have technology acumen. We have to have the same look, like, how do you even imagine you getting into supply chain? That's that's the transforming that's happening right now, right? That 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 you're in the midst of, but you also are now leaning from an educational point of view that... Also, and forget your SEOs and whatever, what's more validating of the timing of your message through SCM Dojo is, as you put it, the pull. People looking for this mm. information mm. and it's not there and they find you. You, you mm -hmm. don't have to be an SEO genius because mm -hmm. there's, a, there's that many people looking for this information because it doesn't exist. Right. That's a credit not only to you, but it's also a credit to the timing of what's going on and in, in what you're in the middle of, of this trans of, of a bunch of people who are waking up to this knowledge uh, vacuum that they need to have or this education they need to add. Or more appropriately, which gets me really excited, is that you got a group of 20 to 30 somethings, right, that are mm -hmm. asking for this information. That means there's a whole wave of people getting in the supply chain the way it's needed to happen. And it is going to be a fascinating time to kind of you know, be in this sort of uh, thought leadership area to help guide this. I mean, that's just, I mean, I can already hear the enthusiasm out of you, um, but that's also got to be equally interesting just to even observe in your journey here, right? Because you're, you're in the middle of your career. I mean, you got a long way to go. And, and you know, you're at the, at the, at the you know, I, I have a sinking suspicion your whole SEM dojo is going to sort of blow up over the next few years and that may become full-time for what you're doing. That's, that's the plan, me. yeah. 
right? That's me reading into it. But I mean, I imagine you're also seeing that in your own as a good business person, seeing it in the metrics and the rise in the traffic. I mean, you know, how does SCM Dojo look? When, when, when did SCM Dojo launch? About five years ago? No, no, no. I mean, from the 2000, my first blog I posted, I remember it was 12 August 2015, right? Okay. So my, oh, God, five, I got my degree. Yeah, yeah, five years ago. And for the next six months, I did not post it any blog because it was just experimenting with WordPress and I was struggling with everything with the WordPress needed. And I think my second blog come in the 18th of February or something. Oh my God. My, so really two years. My, yeah, yeah. My first video. No, sorry, not 18. 15, 16. So February 16, my second blog. And my first video I did at the in my bedroom, I remember randomly on the I think it was January 2017 and my did not do anything for anything until like seven months so I did only three videos in basically 2017-18 and then from 19 I was very regular so because I start posting more content and the from I think more about 18-19 I think 17-18-19 then I have to change my name to Asim Dujo because Mudasrism was just me saying stuff but then there was more people wants to post and come then I, I you know I, I then i changed the brand to SCM dujo which is supply chain management SCM, and dujo is a japanese word word means place to place to learn and meditate and, and stay and that's that resonates with the what i'm trying to do is a place to learn and meditate and and get better in a in a, in a very karate or judo sort of uh, spirit no i love it i absolutely and you're talking to a mixed martial arts uh, practitioner there myself you, so uh... there you go you get you get the feeling right <laughs> I know the feeling. I know exactly. Discipline. You know. Discipline ground, and fight. Using ground fighting, uh, you know, yeah, all yeah, of yeah. it, right? <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So, 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 okay. So, I, I, again, so, this is this uh, passage. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I'll partially answer the question. Just to, just to finish it off. Yeah, yeah. So that happened. Now, I think what's happening is because I think the, the, the domain authority has built in some, you know, I've got eight, 80,000 page views, 50,000 plus followers, visitors every month. Huge amount of newsletter subscribers, about 27,000 people. And it's growing. I don't have to do one. And you believe me or not, I have 85% of my traffic or come organically. I don't do anything. It, wow. it just comes out organically. So imagine if I you know, find money from somewhere or do it full time. But now my strategy is, again, eventually at some point I will do it. I've got a few personal things to sort out over next 12 months. Uh, uh, but the, the so I want to build, I want to get to that point. I'm building the the relevant content. So, so it's, it's going to have three pillars, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to have this whole knowledge pillar, which is course guides, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. The second player would be community, which is very important. Mm -hmm. And the, and the third pillar would be, uh, I, you probably want to say that I can be, you know, Upwork or, or freelancer.com of supply chain, because mm -hmm. the recent video I just posted a few weeks ago, I did with Martin. He's a very futurist of supply chain. I thoroughly believe that, that, any uh, centralized activities of supply chain can be uh, outsourced or contracted out to the subject matter expert. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm 110 percent believe, believe on this, and that essentially that that movement, which people don't see right now, and they will see it in three to five years time, it will only happen because of the drive of the digitalization of supply chain. Right. It's just a natural process. It will happen. So, for example, finding a good demand planner is a hard job. Yep. It's a very specialized skill you're going, you're going to have, right? They work on a separate software, okay? They're not on a certain skill set. You might have end up hiring it and guess what? You only use that guy for once in a month when you do your forecast. Mm -hmm. But why don't we outsource that skill to a demand forecasting 
specialist which is available. So I recently basically connected to people, the guy somewhere, he was in actually Dutch guy who is absolutely expert in whole machine learning Python and he runs his own forecasting uh, programs connect with somebody in actually in USA and they are working together and he is doing a, an awesome job, right? So what we just need is a platform to connect and collaborate or, or you know, match, match up those people. So that is my strategy and you will see that coming out of SCM Dojo as a big uh, web development over the next uh, three to six, three to four, three to five months. In fact, if my plan goes well. Well, what you just described is an amazing, not only insight timing, but then actually business opportunity plan that you're seizing on based on what you've observed and kind of lived through. Couldn't mm -hmm. agree more. I think you're, you're, you're spot on. I want to go back though. And again, focus on this because I, I just, to me, this, this also is, you know, paints the pic the broader picture of all the things that we sometimes don't often have the time to reflect on. But your experience with SEM Dojo only being a year to a year and a half old. Tell mm -hmm. me, and I'm going to ask a specific question. What was when you first launched it versus where it is today, what does the traffic pattern look like after a year to 18 months of being live? You're saying you're adding this many people, you know, you got 27,000 subscribers. But I mean, just even in that microcosm of time, you've seen a huge explosion in traffic in subscribers and probably I would imagine just you know at a, at another kind of key indicator right is uh, uh, um, you know members or whatever you're kind of doing I guess subscribers but uh, you know the amount of people kind of downloading your education right so if we just talk on those yeah. three like how does the web traffic look after 18 months how does the subscriber base look after 18 months and then how many downloads are happening on your website different after okay. 18 months to, to answer, answer this question you need to put this one factor into into equation. I'm a one man. Yeah, totally. No, no, no. Man, that's right? that's it's even it's, more interesting. That, yeah, that's what's more interesting. Job. About it. I have a full time job. I have a family yeah. to to look after as well, uh, and 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 I work very hard in my job, and I uh, I'm, the, I'm the highest uh, best players in the in the game here. So uh, the 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 I think just to answer your question, I these. The subscriber base has gone doubled for the newsletter almost, wow. right? Wow. And the traffic has gone up by 30%, 35%. It, 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 it gone down actually because of this May Google update. As I said, I, I heavily depend on, on Google search algorithm. So, so I think they have some Google update in May, which has mm -hmm. done something with the algorithm. So I tried to figure it out, but didn't get time. But it, it is getting better now, slowly it's going up. So 30, 35%. And my LinkedIn followers has gone almost doubled, gone wow. from 18 to 18 to 37, 38, and it's growing every month. Yep. And in terms of the what, in terms of page views, I told you, yeah, it's 80,000 pounds. It's gone 30 percent as well, visitors as well, and newsletter, yeah, gone double. Uh, so it's it's just growing every month. Uh, uh, I have a little table which I which I capture. I think when I think the one thing which has improved is my digital downloads that you talked about. Mm -hmm. It that has gone up significantly in a, I mean not in a dollar amount but in the percentage terms the three hundred percent because it's a very simple game. I did not have any inventory to sell, so now I just put some more courses and you know some more let's call it uh, premium content, uh, which I I think it has to be premium. Like you know I have a very awesome guide of you know how to reduce your excess and oxidation inventory around that and cycle counting so so created that content which you can call it a premium content which i start selling it so it's available amazing well uh, let me let me and i i, I just 
quickly glance at the time here. I want to be conscious of time because I mean, I knew this was going to happen. It usually happens. We could go for hours and hours and hours. Um, cause <laughs> you're just you're the same energy, same, same insights. I mean, it's just, I, I really could spend the whole day with you, but, uh, let me, let me kind of come, come try to kind of pull us into some sort of conclusion. But so, so, what let me ask a, a slightly different similar question but slightly different vantage point what has surprised you the most through this journey especially over the last few years right what what has what has caught you off guard a little bit about whether it's the industry or the people the questions you know the observations that you made things that you thought you you know you know things you assumed about supply chain say six six or five years ago as you're kind of in the midst of this that to now you're like wow it's completely different what what are those surprises that that, that you've observed? Now, so just to be clear, are you talking about my observation to the journey of SM Dujo or supply chain in general? Um, both, right? Because I think they they sort of somewhat intertwined. I mean, there's sort of the overall supply chain which is going yeah. through transformation, and then there's also kind of the people that are coming into it, but they're that's inexorably tied to you know, supply chain. So however you want to look at that, what are the surprise? I mean, what comes to mind? You know, what surprised you the most about what you've learned, you know, you've grown through that? It's what surprised me most about as a supply chain, as an industry, right? Yep. Happening right now, which despite people know all the good stuff, I mean, most people I talk to at least, you know, the game changing stuff, the technology and all that. There's still, there's a huge amount of lack of desire of making it happen. Hmm. Right. And I, I wanted hope. Everybody would say all the good stuff. Yeah. Just, let's use some AI. Let's, you know, let's, 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 let's see what, you know, uh, maybe, uh, or, or any cloud solution will bring. Let me give you an example. For me, SAP single-handedly killed the innovation supply chain. Okay. It's a big comment to say, and I can substantiate by saying that. Because SAP has built this, everybody ended up using SAP or Oracle because that both of them cover 70, 60 to 70% of the industry enterprise modeling. And the innovation they have done is pretty rubbish and sluggish. Just compare that what happened with the digital marketing in last 10 years, right? Compare that with the FinTech industry where they are right now and then 2020 and both industry where they were in 2020. Can you just compare that? Uh, you know, that's, you know, cosmic growth within these two industry or functions of the business yep. versus what happened in 2010 supply chain and right now, nothing. The reason right. it happened, nothing is because the enterprise structure was businesses. Again, we're talking about the big companies who, who manage the supply chain or the small medium sized companies that the, the, they have not done that. I use this, the same version of step six, five years ago. I use it right now. No. Same goes in, put the T code in and get what the hell I mean, seriously. Yep. Yep. Innovate something, put into cloud, use BI. Why every six months I have to download the, my MRP planning data, hire a planner, do the optimization, set up my safety stock. Why not that when the data is going through the system, giving me a predictive indicator, why not giving me a prescriptive indicator saying you set up a safety stock X amount of go, you're not selling any, please change. It has to be a modeled into ERP. I don't need a planner for that. That's right. Right. And for me, that lack of vision from mm. the industry leaders for not driving it through is astonishing. Yep. Yep. Like, I, I know well, I'm being critical, yeah. but yeah, yeah, no, no, no. ask me the no. question I'm answering. Yeah, no, no, no. I, th- I think that's spot on. And, and, and I mean, I can wrap it all the way back to, you know, my own personal journey to some extent being more of a technologist that shifted into the supply chain and realized that there was a lack of technology innovation. I mean, 
frighteningly so in, in supply chain for such a big economic segment and such opportunity, um, you know, that, that, that it's almost like a greenfield to go in and play with it, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. So, so l- 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 building off that and kind of coming in, so, you know, SEM Dojo, you know, big site, a lot of education, stuff kind of moving forward. You kind of talked a little bit about kind of where you're going. Uh, on a personal journey, kind of shifting into more of this kind of, you know, not only thought leader, but really, you know, helping guide, you know, the new practitioners, existing and new practitioners, especially the new ones coming into the mm-hmm. industry. Let's talk for a second and just look out a little bit. What do you think are the big transformational steps that are going to be happening in supply chain over the next five years as an industry, right, across verticals? What, what are those things? I, I think that the digitalization we talk about, that will happen, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the, I think there will be a uh, uh, a look into more into vertical integration. I think that's just a byproduct of Corona. Because people sure. realize they got a, they got a, they are too much China dependent, right? Uh, so that so I think that will change. I think when it comes to education, I think uh, the the it will become more accessible. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if it doesn't happen, then I, I failed myself. Put it this way, <laughs> that that's it one of my prime agenda to make it you know supply chain knowledge education. And when I say knowledge education, I mean the really the three. Three three circles I talked about, you know, the the, the real technical stuff, the people mm-hmm. stuff, and the mm-hmm. and the and the, and the technology stuff. So that's that's I think will, will happen. It will change, and I think the 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 fourth one would be right now supply chain is not considered as a C level topic on the board. It's right. not. I know with no matter what we say, we stop. But I think that will happen. That yep. the like your CFO, your, your CMO. There will be a chief operating officer on the board advising the CEOs. I think that's just coming. Yep, totally agreed. In fact, the the example I give to a lot of people is, even though you don't think about it, is Tim Cook at Apple is really yep. a supply chain guy. Yep, yep, right? absolutely. Um, doesn't get the credit for that, and we can be critical or not critical of of, of his tenure. Very different from Steve Jobs, you know, as someone who executes. But uh, I couldn't agree more. Right, the, the the era of supply chain is upon us. Right. And couldn't be a better time to be in supply chain, which is a great kind of conclusion in here. Um, so, you know, with that, I mean, great insights. I absolutely think what you're doing is, you know, you're in the middle of, as I said, I mean, there's so much credit to give to you and you haven't even had time to think about this. But as someone who's from outside looking in, you know, you have created a brand, you have become a thought leader in the space in a very short order of time. And you've had this, you know, truly meteoric rise, uh, which is a credit to yourself. But also, it's it's interesting to look at the industry and, and the desire, the pull, as you put it, right, and thirst for innovative knowledge, right? There, people realize that the existing techs are not doing them justice. People need to evolve advance that thinking. And it's not that the, you know, like you said, you can't let go of the core knowledge, but you have to augment it with soft storytelling skills and technology uh, acumen, you know, thinking technology first and everything. How can I use technology to advance my supply chain and everything down to how a bolt gets managed, right? We have to be at that kind of level. Um, And that takes a new a group of new people thinking differently. And I think that's the world that we're kind of coming into. So I, again, just fascinating discussion. Thank you so much for jumping in today. Um, and, and I'd love to, to get you back. And, and by the way, you know, you just remind me so much of what Dan Stanton's doing, right? Uh, Mr. Supply Chain and the education stuff he's doing. I mean, you know, it just seems there's compatibility there for sure between you guys. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, I've been in touch with him. I just need to engage with him a bit more. Yeah. So I will. Thank you for having me. I absolutely 
love this conversation and i think uh, we'll touch base after this episode i'll get you in my supply chain show so we just have a similar conversation the other way around right so i think that's we we, we need that more of it absolutely you got to keep these things going